Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Are we starting? Should I starting now? Whenever you're ready, my, <laughs> okay, my great. darling lover. Welcome to Morning Murders. My name's Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just some gals that like drinking coffee and talking about true crime. True crime. I'm so excited. So today, we're going to be talking about the Power Ranger curse. Okay, so we're talking about the Power Ranger curse, and this is something that all three of us have been talking about, and we each found different stories, so I'm really excited because I kind of know some of the other stories, but I don't know a lot about them, so I'm excited to hear what you ladies have brought to the coffee table, if you will. (laughs) Nice. The breakfast nook. Thank you. The breakfast nook. (laughs) Uh, So I have Skylar DeLeon. Do you guys know who that is? Mm, that name sounds familiar, but I'm sure you'll tell us. <laughs> right. Something to do with Power Rangers, I'm assuming. Uh, you would be assuming correctly. Uh, so, Skyler is a former child actor and just a bit part in um, Power Rangers. Uh, Skyler played uh, Roger at this time. So, Roger was uh, in the episode Second Chance. And it was in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, so he didn't do too much. Actually, to talk a little bit about Skylar as a child, um, Skylar uh, struggled memorizing lines. Um, when their career kind of faltered because of that, uh, Skylar did like some commercials as a child. And then it was when uh, Skylar was 14 that he started doing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, for that episode. Mm. At age 20, Skylar shifted gears and joined the United States Marine Corps and uh, went on an unauthorized absence for 15 days and was later given an other than honorable discharge. Hmm. So that's kind of setting Skylar up. Other than honorable. Other than honorable. So doesn't sound too great. So Skylar was born August 12th, 1979, named John Jacobson Jr. Um, That's... Skylar's uh, birth name. Uh, change. Skylar decided to change um, their name because of abuse growing up. So this is mm-hmm. kind of giving you a little idea about Skylar. Uh, was a child of a convicted drug dealer father oh. who is going to play into some of this stuff a little bit later, um, who abused Skylar and later died of AIDS. Oh. So let's talk about what happened to Skylar. So Skylar has a couple different things. Some robberies. <laughs> Some bodies that were never found. Oh. Some victims. We've got three victims. We've got the Hawks, which is a husband and wife, and John Jarvie. So I'm going to talk about John Jarvie first. So in 2003, um, Skyler met Jarvie when they were serving a work furlough program while serving jail time for burglary. It was a private jail in Seal Beach. So Skylar was um, unemployed, supporting their pregnant wife, uh, Jennifer Henderson is her name, and they were heavily in debt. It's not going well. Mm. On December 26, 2003, Jarvie went to his bank in Laguna Beach and cashed out two checks of $25,000 and gave Skylar a phone call. 
Two hours later, after that call, Skyler is accused of spending $18,000 in new $100 bills at a boatyard and also depositing $21,000 into uh, the couple's joint account, so Skyler and Jennifer's account. The next day, on the 27th, Jarvie called Skyler in the morning. Later that day, there's no, I don't know what the conversation was. I just know there's phone records of them having a conversation. Later that day, Skyler and their cousin, Michael William Lewis Jr., drove down to Mexico. Then, Jarvie's body is found at 4 p.m. next to the northbound lane near Ensada with his throat slashed. So some, some interesting things going on. Jarvie trying to help out a buddy in need, and now Jarvie is dead. Uh, So a week later, Skylar and Jennifer are accused of getting rid of Jarvie's car. And on August 19th, 2005, Skylar is charged with special circumstance murder of John Jarvie for financial gain. And Jennifer and Michael were charged with helping Skylar conceal the murder. But more fun happens. Then there's Thomas and Jackie Hawks. So Thomas, let's talk about Thomas and Jackie. Thomas was a uh, retired probation officer and bodybuilder. And his wife, Jackie, um, they both owned this 55-foot yacht named The Well-Deserved. Now, this is the case that I talked to you guys about previously before we recorded the episode. Uh, So they treated this yacht like their permanent home. They sailed for two years around the Pacific Ocean on it. They did the Sea of Cortez. They did a bunch of stuff. Um, But then they finally decided to sell the yacht. This is where Skylar comes in, in 2004, because they wanted to set up home in Newport Harbor and be closer to their grandchildren. So there was an ad that was placed, and the ad was answered by Skylar and Jennifer. And Jennifer was pregnant at the time, and they also had a young child um, in November of that year. So the Hawks were last seen on the morning of November 15th, 2004. On November 26th, there was an attempt made to access the Hawks Bank from Mexico. When their family was notified of this attempt, they filed a missing persons report. So nothing had been filed yet. So they'd been missing for a little bit, but the family wasn't concerned until this uh, bank account access was um, done. So they started to file a missing persons report, and the Carlsbad Police Department was who they filed with. Hmm. On November 29th, the police contacted Skylar because... Skylar was the last person that saw them. So they did an interview with Skylar about the couple, and Skylar told them that uh, they bought the yacht from them and showed the proof of purchase documents. Skylar also said that the couple had then left their car, and Skylar named uh, Alonzo Manchin, Machin, who was a former correctional officer, as a witness to this purchase. So uh, he had met, uh, Skylar had met him at uh, the prison that he had worked at with Javi, Jarvi, the first victim. Uh, so the intent was to use the yacht to launder money from an armed burglary in 2002 that Skylar had been convicted of. So that's why Skylar had been at that prison in the first place where he met Jarvi and Alonzo was for this uh, armed burglary in 20, 2002. So Manchin confessed to what actually happened later, March 2005, and brought the whole group down with him. So what actually took place is that Skyler, Manchin, and John Fitzgerald Kennedy went to the yacht for a sea trial. So Skyler initially answered the ad, bringing Jennifer with them, and then showed up later with these other people. So Jennifer wasn't 
then all of a sudden they're going to go on this trial and Jennifer's nowhere to be seen. So, oh, so he them, like used his wife to lure them into feeling safe uh-huh. and then was like, oh, okay, I'll, we'll come back and pick it up later, but showed up with his thug friends. With John Skyler F. Kennedy? Showed up. Damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Different Kennedy. With Different, straight up John F. Kennedy. Different, yeah, Different Jesus. Kennedy. Damn. Different Kennedy. Oh, okay. Uh, Darn, but essentially, like, yes. So because like before the every the transaction was completed there was going to be this sea trial that took place where they took the boat out and kind of gave it a test run if you will you know like when you go to the cars and you're like i'm gonna test drive this car that's kind of what was happening with this boat but when skylar showed up he uh skylar showed up with mansion john and not jennifer so continuing on once they were out at sea the trio duct taped the couple's eyes and mouths and left them in the cabin while they ransacked the boat. So afterwards, the Hawks were forced to sign over the well-deserved to Skylar. And if that wasn't enough, the couple was then tied to an anchor and tossed overboard. And their bodies have not been found. Damn, they got Aladdined. They got Aladdined. Damn. If only Jeannie was in their pocket. Oh, my God. And you said that they had grandchildren. So, like, they were – I didn't realize they were, like, old. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it's awful. And, um, like, thinking about what their family went through and is still going through because it's just how awful. How awful. Have they found the bodies? No. As far as I – what I've found, um, the bodies are still missing. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Skylar was arrested August 16th, 2005, and Manchin was able to strike a deal because uh, he, like, gave him all this information and received 20 years, uh, four months on two accounts of voluntary manslaughter and other charges. Jennifer Henderson, Skylar's now ex-wife, got two consecutive life sentences, one for each first-degree murder conviction without parole or the possibility of parole. And then Kennedy and Skylar were both sentenced to death. So, Kennedy and Skyler pleaded not guilty. They maintained their innocence and claimed that the couple was killed over a drug deal gone bad. That was the story. Uh, while awaiting jail, uh, while in jail awaiting trial, Skyler was also charged with trying to get another inmate to murder Skyler's father <laughs> and cousin. The cousin that helped him with John Jarvie's murder. Oh, my God. Oh, thanks, cuz. Yeah. Right? What? Some some uh some family issues going on there. Was the dad in? No, okay. I was trying to think the, if the dad was in jail, and he was like in the. Ins- the dad was in jail, so the so dad was in jail because he's a a f- bad guy, right? Um. So on March thirteenth, two thousand eight, Skyler. Uh. Oh, here's some more of this story, of Skyler in jail. So on March thirteenth, two thousand eight, Skyler partially severed their penis with a razor blade mm-hmm. while in jail receiving medical attention, and then was returned to jail the next day. So, it turns out that Skylar has been trying to go through gender confirmation surgery. Oh, this has been man. a big uh, thing that Skylar's been trying to go through. Uh, Skylar had actually murdered the Hawks in part to pay for that surgery. Because, oh. remember, Jennifer and Skylar were heavily in debt. They had no money, no money coming in. Um so, feeling desperate and without any other options, Skylar attempted to take it into their own hands. 
And on September 22nd, 2008, Skyler's attorney conceded that Skyler did commit all three murders, the Hawks, to the, um, the both the Hawks and John Jarvie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to trial to fight against getting the death penalty. However, on October 20th, Skyler, as um, convicted of three accounts of first-degree murder, and on November 6, 2008, the jury recommended the death penalty because Skyler was found guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, After several rescheduling sentence dates on April 10, 2009, Skyler was officially sentenced to death by lethal injection by Orange County Superior Court Judge Frank Fassel. Skyler is currently awaiting the death penalty at San Quentin Prison. Skyler's gender was officially changed in 2019 in a Supreme Court order. Um, Skyler said that they'd always identified as female and the, the need for the sex change is what in part led them to commit this murder, like I mentioned. Um, there was evidence found that Skyler had been researching the surgery before the murders took place. Um, in prison, Skyler was hoping for a state-funded gender confirmation surgery. Uh, In some cases, that request from inmates has actually reached the Supreme Court, so Mm -hmm. that was the hope. Uh, The state of California, however, deemed the procedure not medically necessary in Skyler's case. Since that, though, Skyler has been receiving hormone therapy, including testosterone blockers, which has given Skyler a more feminine appearance. Um, I actually have a photo that I shared that we'll post um, that has Skyler uh, before and now. It's pretty amazing. Um, Skyler uh, suffered extensive mental health issues and often would cause self-harm. Uh, but now Skyler has been receiving mental health care in addition to hormone therapy and is in a much healthier meta- mental place. So that's Skyler. Wow. Is, is there any, uh, any information on whether or not Skyler's been able to get moved to a non-male area? You know, that's like, something that's been fought for, right? Um, but from what I have read, it hasn't changed yet. Because I, I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't. I mean, I can't imagine what prison is like in general. And then I can't imagine being in a because that's a thing that comes up, right? Is uh, transgendered individuals being put into the wrong type of prison, and then mm. because they're put in the wrong type of prison, they get abused. So I'm, I can't even imagine just how bad it has to be to mutilate yourself in the process, yeah. you know? Right. And, and continuing after, too, like, there's a lot of reports that Skylar was still doing a lot of self-harm, which is just awful. And I, I'm glad, you know, that Skylar's been able to get more mental health care. But the fact that the state of California deemed the procedure not medically necessary in Skylar's case that sucks. Is, I mean, I don't understand why in some cases... Like how, how I don't know how you can determine that because like we especially we can... if it's sorry no especially if it's mental health like if your mental health is a major factor right I was gonna say like we can contain multitudes like I can one hundred percent go like Skylar you deserve to be in prison you killed three people and also you are a human being so you deserve the respect and uh just the what's the word I'm trying to think of like there's you deserve to be you fully. Mm-hmm. no matter what uh you just you can't take people's lives in the process you know like like that's that's the tough part right like we can feel bad for skylar's experience and also hold skylar accountable for their actions right it was all about reform right isn't like the point of some of that is to like re- be reformed and like 
try to better people and and make sure they don't they don't you know get away with stuff but we also don't want to make the situations worse Mm. Mm. damn 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 it's so sad too because of just the the desperation that someone Mm. feels to be themselves fully took them to this extreme Mm. and Mm. it's hard because like you said there's that you want to almost feel bad for them but you also took a life to get there and mm-hmm. there had to be another way. There's always another way. Always. There is. There's always another way and, and you know, resources you can you can search for and other things that can happen. I mean, you're desperate, very desperate. And uh, I know that there's a lot with, like, childhood and being in such an abusive thing, too. Like, that's oh, yeah. plays a lot with trauma and not really knowing what else what other outlets you can do. And uh, it also said that Skylar has felt this way since Skylar was very, very young. So to be dealing with that for so long and struggling with that for so long and uh, on top of other issues and, you know, not being able to make it as an actor and like all this stuff, it's... uh, And then you make it and then people make you be a gender that you don't feel completely comfortable as. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just But that's what you're known as now and you're out in the public eye. And so it's hard to change that. Mm-hmm. Well, even so, like you brought up that there was also a name change that had to do with like family, like not wanting yes. to be associated with old family. There's people that do that without um, that without the idea of being somebody that they are not like John. Uh, what's his face uh, from The Daily Show? John Stewart. He doesn't use his father's last name because his father was an asshole and people give him a hard time for that. Like I think uh, Bill O'Reilly or something had brought something up. He goes, can't. I have a shitty dad and decide to have a different name. Like, mm-hmm. people, yeah. like, I feel like we should just meet people where they're at, where they want to be. But there's so much, we're just now getting to a point to start being able to do that with each other, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Damn. Damn, Skylar. Damn, Skylar. Damn, yeah. Power Rangers. Also, Power sea, Rangers. a trial at sea, a sea trial, just when you said that about taking the boat out, I immediately was <laughs> like, oh my god. Who would be the judge? Was Poseidon the, ju- <laughs> the judge of the sea? Poseidon is always the judge. The judge of the sea. So. Judge <laughs> of the sea. <laughs> so, so Skylar was just an extra, not an extra, but Skylar was a featured actor. Yeah, Skylar played uh, an extra named Roger in the episode entitled Second Chance. Mm. And which Mighty Power, Power Ranger? Rangers? Just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. The the OG. 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 Yes. Yep. At fourteen. Damn. Yeah, and like uh, Skylar had done a bunch of, or not a bunch, but had done a bit part in some commercials as a child. So it was like the big break to get onto Mighty Morphin Power mm. Rangers. And yet there is unfortunately a Power Ranger curse, and a few other people have gone through. Um, yeah some issues well because when you brought up this one before i so you told us the story i remember the story i didn't remember the name that's why earlier i'm like oh that sounds so familiar but uh <laughs> but that wasn't i was like yeah power ranger right like the guy that murdered his roommate and you were like no <laughs> oh yeah so um so <laughs> no, the I'll other bring... one <laughs> no the, no, other, the one. other one oh my God. so actually uh i have a little info on him oh so... good okay okay i mean so... i mean not good but you know what I mean. <laughs> good but also but also uh, i want to know let's learn okay so uh this is uh ricardo rick medina jr um 
And in 2002, he played Cole Evans, which was the Red Wild Force Ranger on Ooh. Power Rangers Wild Force. Say that ten Say times that fast. Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> James. Um, yeah, then he went on to do one episode each of like ER, CSI Miami, a few other shows I had never heard of. And then in 2011 to 2012, he played Deeker in Power Rangers Samurai and Power Rangers Super Samurai, which go ahead and look up that costume because it is dope. <laughs> he is terrifying. He's got like an exoskeleton and a red like skull face. It's pretty cool. Um, so a little bit about him. He was born on January 24th, 1979 in Kern County, California, and was raised in Downey, California. He grew up in a middle-class family and was involved in many sports, including football. Uh, so I know we've, outside of this, t- uh, talked a little bit about um, sports and head injuries and how that can affect you as a child and your development. Mm-hmm. That CTE, baby. You know. Mm. Uh, he also, uh, he seemed to be a collector of toys, so I bet he freaked out when he got the Power Rangers gig. He's like, I'm gonna be a toy! Anyone remember those, uh, McDonald's Happy Meal toys? Like, remember the, they had, like, the uh, figurines, and then they had their individual vehicles? Oh, shit. Uh, kinda. Oh, my like God, I had, I had a plane! It was a Pink Ranger plane. Oh, and it looked like a pter- pterodactyl? Yes! Yes, I had, that. I had that one, too. Yes, yes <gasps> I think yes. I had, like, that one, and I was a BK Ranger. kid, so... Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was, get out of here, BK. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so let's see. Uh, according to his IMDb, he got into acting because, quote, he wanted to use the attention to make a difference and be a positive role model. Well. Uh, Which, well. Um, <laughs> let's get, um, when I tell you what he did, that'll be really ironic. <laughs> so on uh, January 31st, 2015, Medina and his roommate, 36-year-old Josh Sutter, got in a fight over Medina's girlfriend. Medina stabbed Sutter with what was described as a, quote, large double-edged sword. But I also saw someone else call it a Conan the Barbarian type sword. So we're going to go with that. His defense team tried to say that he and his girlfriend were actually hiding in a bedroom to get away from Sutter, who busted through the door, forcing Medina to grab the nearest weapon, which was the Conan the Barbarian sword in the stone. Uh, and Medina, they're saying Medina was actually the one to call 911. Okay. What does their house look like? Like, what is this setup about? That's the closest thing that you could grab to defend yourself. Uh, I guess, well, I guess he was a collector. So they were kind of everywhere. And this was just the closest thing. You never, you've never been to like a dealer's house where they always have a samurai sword above their, their, uh, fireplace or like the couch or some shit like that. I'm not saying this is what that guy did. But go to any uh, any flea market and you can buy <laughs> swords for days. <laughs> so that's the day. I'm just disappointed want- he didn't kill anybody with a samurai sword, but all right. Right. Exactly. Uh, you think he was really shitty on set? Like, oh, this samurai sword, oh, the one on my on hanging over my closet is from, you know, 1973. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, but regardless, he was originally charged with first-degree murder, but then it was later brought down to voluntary manslaughter, and he's currently finishing off a six-year sentence. Damn, six years for killing what? somebody. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so... And that's it. Damn. So, what state is this in? Yeah, what state well, is that in? Ooh, I don't... I know he is... I assume this is... You know, in California. California. 
Yeah, California. Interesting. interesting. That's got to be so interesting. And it, it seems like it seems to be the case in some of these where somebody kills somebody and then tries to cover it up too. Like, I don't know if it really was self-defense, but like, that's like the, the, the switch, right? That's like the, the turn is when they go like, oh, uh, we both reached for the gun, you know, like. That's like oh yes oh yes oh yes, oh, yes. right <laughs> so yeah like that that seems to be that's pretty interesting. right and that was the thing is oh we were I was so afraid of him we had to hide from him when it was really the other way around mm-hmm. you just straight up attacked him and then we're like oh how do I cover this up uh self defense sounds great right I wonder if I'm so curious just uh, like any sort of case report if they found anything like uh like the door on the way into wherever they were hiding was damaged because the guy was coming after them or you know that's, that's always a good a thing point. but i imagine if i mean you know our court system whatever but i would imagine if there's any sort of argument and they have evidence for that that's how he was able to only get six years maybe yeah huh i'm gonna have mm. i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna look that up and i'll i'll post it later yeah that's, yeah, that's interesting. i know i know like uh the like a life sentence varies from almost state to state Mm. Mm -hmm. i think a lot of states it's 15 years uh also i looked up the that samurai costume power ranger super samurai that shit rips i was trying i couldn't remember what it was called i'm not (laughs) lying it's awesome (laughs) that like i kind of want one but then i think of what he did and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) the costumes are great man (laughs) um yeah, so that's pretty crazy. So that it was, the costume is pretty awesome. All of the costumes are amazing. Oh, I'm I'm looking at them now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make sure to post. I want to post that. Yes, we we'll post we'll it on our Instagram. Go ahead and sure. just follow at Morning Murders M O U R N I N G M U R D E R S. Yes, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I passed second grade. You did this. spelling bee. You did I it. Did I did do spelling bee. <laughs> um, I was trying to look up uh, who was the costume designer for oh, Power Ranger Samurai because I feel like they are the true uh, winner of this. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, have to, well, I'll have to do more research. So the really fun thing about all these costumes is uh, they they base them off of the... So Power Rangers was, was from a Japanese show called Super Sentai. Um, Super Sentai was a show that's been on, that's been in Japan since like the seventies. And they, um, what they would do is they would, they have all this footage of all these suited people with, with like their crazy masks on and stuff, doing these awesome battles with these big creatures and all this kind of stuff. And then they, um, they would take that footage and then dub it over with the American actors (laughs) and film their parts and their conversations and their scenes so what yeah so like super sentai's its own show and then american it's been on for like 45 seasons <laughs> like oh since God. the 70s it's like a doctor what? who that's more than the simpsons <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes so simpsons wow. didn't do it first super sentai did <laughs> super sentai did it first yeah <laughs> you heard it here oh, um and then yeah there's 28 seasons of power rangers but they've used uh They've used um, so much footage from that that, like, they they kind of dub it all over back and forth. But not to Whoa. say, like, some a lot of them, a lot of the actors were still, like, athletic and would do their some of their own stunts in that, uh, which was cool. But not, like, big battle stunts. They would just, like, 
jump into things and <laughs> all that kind of stuff too. But the the main jump stuff was things. always from uh, from Super Sentai. Whoa, mm-hmm. that, I didn't know that. That's really crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, they didn't start coming over. When was the first season of? Uh, Power Rangers because when we talked about the Power Ranger curse I was uh, curious I was I thought about the Yellow Ranger Fui Trang that died Mm -hmm. yeah she was always my favorite I was never a Pink Ranger girl Yellow Ranger all the way oh hell yeah I was a Pink Ranger person because I was like I'm a gymnast and so is this actress aren't they all though I guess yeah (laughs) really I liked the pink ranger. I mean, I liked all of them. I actually had uh, the one of the white ranger costumes for a Halloween costume one year. Mm-hmm. I had yep. the yellow ranger gloves that like made sounds. You'd like it was like by your thumb, like ping, ping, ping. That's dope. <laughs> That's I definitely great. remember running around the playground in those. Nice. Yes. So yes, nineteen ninety three. Cool. Um, so yeah, I was. It's funny that you were like. Have you heard about Skylar Deleon, the Power Ranger curse? And then you talked about the other guy with the Conan of Barbarian sword. Um, and more people have... This isn't necessarily a crime. It's just something that happened to uh, the Yellow Ranger, the first one. Um, she actually wasn't the first Yellow Ranger. Uh, Audrey Dubois was the original from the pilot. Um, oh! And then got replaced by Thuy Trang. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about her. Thuy Trang was a Vietnamese-American actress. Uh, she played Trini Quan, the second Yellow Ranger. So the original was just in the pilot, and they were like, "Uh uh-uh, sister, and kicked her out. Um, (laughs) it's kind of like when they had a different Willow on Buffy for the pilot, and they were like, what? (laughs) No. Moving on. (laughs) Allison Hannigan, all the way. Allison, yeah! (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so Thuy Trang was born 1973, and um, when she was six, her and her mother and brothers boarded a cargo ship bound for Hong Kong uh, from Vietnam. And she became super ill. And then so she's like, they've had this like crazy journey to get to the United States in 1980. And they settled in California to reunite with their dad, who was working. Um, mm. She enrolled in the University of California, Irvine, to study civil engineering, but switched her focus to acting after a talent scout spotted her. Um, so she was she auditioned with 500 other actresses for the role of Trini Kwan and uh, was chosen. And like I said earlier, like she did a lot of her own stunts and would like they talked about there was a lot of reports of her like getting hurt on set because she would just go full ham. She would go nuts and like do all her stuff. Yeah. So uh, she she left during the second season of Power Rangers. Um, It was just payment stuff like there was just payment disputes um mm. let's see i also pulled up that she had a brief appearance in the film spy hard <laughs> and then she spy was one of hard? the yes it was like a movie from 1996 know. and then uh she played a villain in the crow city of angels also in 1996 oh, the crow yes <laughs> remember the crow um the crow just makes me think... yeah right <laughs> love the crow get out of here and we um, like you anyway Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so she actually um that was like one of her last projects because she died in a car accident at the age of 27 um it was in 2001 so what happened i kind of wrote down notes about the accident as well uh 
she was with she was in a wedding party and there was the bride and two bridesmaids including trang in the car uh the car hit loose gravel on the five between san jose and la and the car lost control it swerved across the road and hit a roadside rock face and then flipped and then hit the safety rail, plunged over the bank into a second rock face. Um, so it's just this a freak literally accident. one of my biggest fears. Right? So oh. it's just, it was just, it was gravel, loose gravel on the road, made them lose control. Mm-hmm. And then because of just the the environment around there, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So the bride survived. She was thrown 35 feet, but her <gasps> spinal her spine was severed so she was paralyzed um the other bridesmaid survived and what happened with trang is she had internal injuries that didn't show until they started until they was in they were intubating her and blood was coming out so she didn't even survive the helicopter ride to the hospital oh yeah so it was tragic total tragedy everyone there's a lot of interviews with the cast saying that uh of all of her projects saying that you know she was just super sweet she would go full bore into every project that she did and she would you know go really ham with being doing her own stunts and stuff um she actually was a part of this book called the encyclopedia of martial arts the hollywood stars um and she had this really lovely quote that um i wrote down because i was like oh she's such a sweetheart so her quote is To all the people out there, just live out your dreams. If you dream something, just pursue it and do it because you put your mind to it. If you can put your mind to it, you can do basically anything and everything you want to. I mean, look at me. I came from a country that was falling apart because of communism and escaping to America, not knowing the language and then learning it from the from beginning and overcoming that. And where I am now, it just shows you that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything you want to. Wow, that's amazing. That's a beautiful quote. So beautiful. Yeah. So she was awesome. You know, it's just an unfortunate accident. And there's a couple other uh, cast members from the show that had uh, similar, um, just unfortunate deaths. I mean, or they just died too soon. Um, the Yeah, I actually found when I was doing my research for Rick Medina, I just happened to find another Power Ranger who also had an unfortunate death. No snap. Really? Aww. Yeah. Um, let's see. His name was Pua Magasiba. And uh, he, let's see, which one was he on? He was in Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Mm. There's so many Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found a little bit about him. So he, uh, he was born in Apia, Samoa, but his family then moved to New Zealand when he was two. Uh, he was the younger brother of an actor named Robbie Magasiva, who I looked up, and I have to say, damn, he fine. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that he did was he was part of a comedy troupe called Naked Samoans, which is not as sexy as it sounds. Uh, it's like a bunch of dad bods doing comedy. Hey, man, but, some people um, love those dad bods. But at one point, Robbie did appear in an episode of Power Rangers Ninja Storm as Pua's character Shane's older brother, Porter. Mm. so he plays his his actual big brother and he played it on the show too okay so trying to follow the yeah the family yeah, he played his like, older wait, brother on, on the show okay. as well got it got it got it uh pua worked he worked a decent amount of film and tv uh from 1994 to 2013 but the only notable roles would be shane uh, in power rangers ninja storm and power rangers dino thunder which did you know that existed no dino, dino thunder. thunder that sounds rad hmm. i don't have any kids but i'm gonna go watch that <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then uh, in 2017, he was among a group of people who rescued a man from a horrible car accident. So a 28-year-old man veered off the road and crashed into a tree. Magasiva and a few others pulled him from the car just before it burst into flames. Whoa. So it's like he lived he lived that life in real life, too, and wow. on set. Wow. Um, but unfortunately, uh, one day Magasiva had been out with his wife Liz and friends when they got into a physical altercation, the two of them, the couple, who apparently spit wife? on Liz and oh. put her in a headlock. So for this, he had been sentenced to six months supervision and 70 hours of community work. And at his sentencing, Judge Claire Ryan decided, uh, or I'm sorry, she declined an application for permanent name suppression because they were trying not to ruin his career. Mm. Uh, But it came out. And so therefore, 15 days later, there was another physical altercation between the couple, leaving Liz battered and bloody and Pua, unfortunately, taking his own life. Liz later came forward saying it had been years of her keeping quiet for fear of ruining Pua's career. So it's just really unfortunate. This has been going on for a long time. She was never able to really say anything, and it just burst into flames. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Damn, Debbie Downer. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting because, like, I was was looking up just the curse in general just to see if there's anything to be said about that. And a lot of it's, like, outside things because like you hear about a curse and you go like oh there must have been crazy shit going on on set or any of that kind of stuff um but yeah it's it's crazy that that um that it's not it really doesn't have anything to do with the show it wasn't like there were terrible practices happening on the show it was just that when you have a show going on for this long with this many people statistically you're bound to have people like everyone dies that's yeah you know like you're right as statistically it's been on for so long but yeah no it's more of like a it's just a macker's curse in a sense ah yes i feel Mm. is the way i look at that Mm. yeah because like even uh rita repulsa she died uh the woman her name was machiko uh what's her last name machiko soga um she was the original rita repulsa and she she died of like pancreatic cancer um in Mm. 2006 uh like I think the one of I have to look it up, but the original Zordon he died as well of just like a cancer because it's just they've been around for so long. So it's it's just interesting how that can happen. So can we not say Power Rangers in a theater like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone that is not because okay, obviously we're all theater kids. Anyone who is not a theater major, uh, I will not say the name of this show, but it is written by William Shakespeare and it has to do with the king and it sounds like Mackers. And you just don't talk about it. You don't say that name in a theater. It's just a superstition. You know, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious, as Michael Scott would say. (laughs) I've witnessed things. I won't say anything. Okay, so as we're coming down to the ends of our coffees, girls, do we have any, uh, what are our final sips from today? Uh, my final sips is uh, dinosaurs. I need to check out this Power Rangers with dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think my, my sip, it, my little takeaway sip would be that I never want to do Mackers. Mm. <laughs> that's a good one i did it and i was fine <laughs> were you 
Were you, though? Maybe not. Because you're here doing a true crime podcast. (laughs) Something (laughs) happened along the way. Um, Something in your brain. My final sip, uh, I think, will be Thuy Trang's uh, thing about just live out your dreams. That's a good one. Do it. Do it, you coward. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you all for joining us on our morning murders. Now, I encourage you to go get another cup of coffee because I know I need one after all this. Yeah, let's go get a refill. Ooh, Ooh, coffee. Coffee. Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources.